This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coronavirus has thrown a wrench into everybody's plans, and the Army is no exception. Still, the Army was able to reach its end-strength goals for 2020 after a few hiccups and some revisements. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni joins me to explain the Army's new normal in training and recruiting. And, Scott, let's start with some of the numbers the Army was working on and uh, how it met those goals. What were they? Well, the Army was planning to grow and also continue to grow over the the next few years. So it was supposed to have active duty numbers up to 485,000. It's not too big of a a push-up, just a couple thousand there. But, um, you know, still a significant push considering the amount of recruiting they had to do. The reserve was at uh, 189,500, and then the National Guard numbers were supposed to be at three. 136,000. So they hit all of their goals. The reserve numbers were slightly short. They came in at 188,703. So uh, less than a thousand off. But, um, you know, considering everything that happened this year, the Army ended up uh, sneaking out a, a victory when it comes to hitting their end strength and, and staying within the uh, parameters they wanted to stay in. Now, did the pandemic actually affect recruiting? Was it something that would change the recruiting process? It did. So the the main thing that really changed uh, the recruiting is that they had to move to virtual. So around March, they moved 100% virtual. There were no more people in schools. Obviously, schools weren't even open. And then not only that, but the physical recruiting centers were also closed down. So they had uh, they were already working with uh, you know one foot or one hand tied behind their back and probably one foot too, um, and. Then from there, you know, they were already trying to recruit 65,000 soldiers. Now, after coronavirus happened, they kind of rethought what was possible, and they changed that goal to 62,150. They met that goal. But the problem is, is that, you know, what really saved them this year was one high retention rate. And, uh, you know, there were lots of issues and programs that kept people within the Army this year because of coronavirus. So that helped them with that. But also, they had a, what's called a debt pool. And a debt pool is people left over that after they hit their in-strength goals that went and, and continued to sign contracts. And what they do is just move those contracts over to the next year. So they had a you know, three 4,000-person uh, head start this past year that they probably won't have in 2021. So those people that were delayed, in other words, or not taken in one year are still available to the Army. Should those, once the people have a contract then they can be delayed a year and saved for the next year? Right, exactly. That's what they, they did. They just moved it over to the next, next fiscal year from 2019 into 2020. But the big issue now is that since the Army moved its recruiting goals down, they don't have that big debt pool like they used to have. And so for 2021, they're starting you know, with a shallower pool of people, and that could affect how their recruiting numbers go, especially if coronavirus continues to stretch out, and they're going to have more issues uh, you know, reaching out to people, especially when it comes to making that physical contact and, and you know, shaking someone's hand. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossioni. What's ahead now for the Army in recruiting in 2021? We don't have the exact end strength goals at this point because the uh, the defense appropriations bills and the National Defense Authorization Act have not been passed yet. But you know, the the goal is that the administration and Congress want the end strength of the Army to continue to go up. Like I said, that's going to be pretty hard, especially considering their uh, their debt pool is lower and they had to revise things this past year. So uh, they're going to be really having to own this virtual space. And that's really what they've been pushing is owning the virtual space, you know, getting out as much as they can and also relying on organizations uh, that are working with the Army 
to get out the the word that they need people and uh, try and make it seem like a job that, that people want to do. So are they trying any new recruiting tactics? Because uh, from decade to decade, they often find new and more contemporary ways, depending on what the moires are of the generation they're trying to recruit. Exactly. And and the one that they're using right now are these virtual days. So they have a virtual hiring day that they did in uh, from June to July. It's it three days in a row. It was the end of June, early July. And what it was is they just had, like I said, everyone kind of push out and they had, you know, online sorts of events that people could see what it's like, talk to recruiters, all that sort of stuff. They got 30,000 leads and several hundred contracts from that alone. So they're kind of continuing things along that, that front. They're going to have Operation Fresh Start in the beginning of the year, which has a similar sort of vibe to it. And they have one more operation that's happening in November. So they're hoping that that's something that can kind of push them along. Another thing that they're doing, which they've been doing for the past couple of years, is esports. Uh, they go on Twitch, which is a virtual um, uh, video streamer, and play video games with kids and also compete in competitions. And then they use that as a way to say, you know, hey, if you like cyber stuff, if you like, you know, maybe what you're doing here on the video games, you could do something similar to it in the Army. So why not give it a shot? And once they get these recruits in, then, of course, it becomes not a matter of online, but real basic training where you run and get sweaty and get up early in the morning, et cetera. How has training been going with COVID? The Army is back to training and you know, they put a two week, three week pause on it right when coronavirus first started. What they've been doing is quarantining people as soon as they get there and then doing what's called a hybrid sort of training where they'll do a lot of their as everyone's quarantined together. They'll do a lot of the academic type stuff in there virtually and then later on go into the boot camp stuff, which they, once they know everyone has, uh, you know, is, is coronavirus free. Uh, as of today, the trainees, about 3% of those test positive for COVID-19, and that's when they have about 46,000 soldiers training across the whole um, Army Training and Doctrine Command. So a uh, pretty low number, but you know, still something they're concerned about. You also have to remember that they're trying to conduct lots of other training to keep soldiers in the loop and work with uh, partners and allies. That causes them to have to work in bubbles, to have to work within the parameters of other countries. And it makes it pretty hard, especially when you're using thousands of people for exercises. I was going to ask you, they almost have to take the approach of major league sports and put teams in bubbles in order to that's make right. sure that nothing comes in there. And and that's exactly what they do. You know, as, as these numbers right now are growing in the United States, also growing in Europe to record numbers, if not numbers that are similar to when we saw the peak, they're getting in these smaller groups and, uh, you know, working on land sea type situations, you know, whatever they can, but still having to use social distancing and quarantining, wearing masks while they're doing these war games. And just to mention, as a whole, the Defense Department's seen more than 80,000 cases of coronavirus since this started. Now that includes service members, civilians, dependents, contractors, uh, and that, that has had led to 104 deaths that directly correlated with the disease. And what do we know about the other armed services? Have they had similar issues with recruiting and Similar tactics? Not all of them use the esports, but they all sort of have been working and from the virtual standpoint. From what we know, we, they haven't gotten all the numbers out yet, so we don't really know where the in-strength numbers ended up. But it seems like the, the military is at this point in a good shape. But, you know, we're, we're kind of going to be looking at how coronavirus affects it in 2021 and beyond, especially as this thing, its tail just continues to grow. I wonder if it's possible for the Army, say, and the Air Force and the Navy and the Marine Corps I guess Space Force, to exchange those signatures that haven't actually been ingested yet and say, well, 
we don't have room, but maybe the Air Force does. Does that ever happen? I'm not really sure that it does because especially they like to save those people, like I said, in that debt pool or maybe try and keep them for them, their, themselves. Uh, I don't think that the sister services like to do each other uh, much favors when it comes to recruitment. So uh, maybe not something, but I'm sure they definitely share best practices and things like that. And on the other hand, people that are going to choose a service will self-select depending on whether they like the idea of flying, going in a ship, or being on the ground. Federal News Network's Scott Mossione, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his article at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.